Hey everybody and welcome to the Vocal Advancement Podcast, which is a podcast for singing teachers and it's by singing teachers. I'm one of your hosts, Tom, and this is my lovely co-host, Heather. Hola! And today we have an exciting episode, don't we, Heather? We are talking to Mr. John Henney. Yes, which is very exciting because John is absolutely lovely, gorgeous. We love John. Um, yeah, I've known John a very long time. Makes me feel old to think about how long um, <laughs> I've known John for. Um, and he, ha- he is a fantastic voice teacher in his own right. But he came to talk to us uh, more about the business side of teaching. Which is more your cup of tea, really, isn't it, Tom? It is. This is like my ideal wheelhouse, you know, business, marketing, social media, videos, all that stuff. So, yeah, I, it was a great webinar that yeah. I really enjoyed chatting to him about. And um, John's really has spent a lot of time taking all his vocal knowledge and finding ways to disseminate it in, you know, the online platform and has been very successful with his with his ventures, you know. He's done a lot of great stuff and quite a short space of time as well when you think about it. I mean, I'm sure to him it probably feels like a very long time that it's taken to achieve success. But <laughs> but it doesn't scheme. feel like it in the out- on the outside. You're absolutely right. And, you know, he's pretty much made um, his online stuff his business now, you know, right. whereas at one point he was teaching goodness knows how many hours per day or all week long. Now he focuses mainly on producing content and, you know, courses that he sells, things like that instead. Uh, So he's really turned it into a bit of an art form and his kind of full-time career, which is um, really impressive. And it's that, um, what they call it, like, you know, the everything that everybody aspires to that live in that online world where they stop swapping hours for cash and start building things that end up in that passive income stream. And it does take a lot of hard work and it does take a lot of time and effort to to build the products, build the following though, to buy the products. You know, these people have to see you as an expert. They have to trust you before they start parting with their money to buy your stuff. But I think the rewards, when if you go beyond the financial side, you know, John can probably now reach a bigger audience than he could ever fit in his teaching schedule. And it's always like, I always find it nice to have a conversation with somebody like that, that is so passionate about it because they just they're very happy to talk about it for hours on end because they just you can tell that they just enjoy it they like doing it and they just you know genuinely want to share their knowledge with people and make their lives better so i think that's quite a nice segue into talking to john i think we should listen to what john has to say about everything let's do it So uh, we have with us today, we have John, who recently did a webinar on growing your teaching business. And this was, uh, for me, one of my favorite subjects to think about marketing and social media and all that jazz. So we are looking forward to having this chat, John, with you and getting to know a little bit more. So welcome to our, our podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. So you were you have a kind of long history in the voice world of you know teaching voice and then as you've now kind of moved into online courses and writing books so can you just tell our listeners just maybe a kind of brief background about yourself and and where you've come from on your journey Yeah so I I actually had a strange route to becoming a voice teacher I started off as a drummer thinking I didn't know how to sing and then a uh, roommate of mine uh, started taking voice lessons, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll take a stab at that, and uh, found that I really enjoyed it and was really fascinated with the idea that 
someone who didn't seem to have a natural ability for singing that I could use techniques to get myself to be able to sing. And I ended up uh, in the gigs that I was doing, moving from the drums to lead vocals. I had an independent record contract for a little while that went belly up. And then I had the chance to go back out on the road with another band. And I thought, you know, I'm starting to get older. I was 30 at that point. And um, I started teaching and, and found that I really enjoyed teaching. And, and just the, the voice, the more that you get into it, the more fascinating it becomes. So here I am. And then I've moved from uh, having my own studio. I opened up a, a music academy with hundreds of students. And then with the pandemic and everything, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to move totally online. And so I've really done a lot of work just on on marketing and creating online courses, etc. And books as well. So you've got what, three books now, isn't it? I do. Yeah, yeah. And that that's been a lot of fun. And that it actually it was easier than I imagined. Um, the hard part in almost anything is finishing. And so hmm. I'd had false starts on doing a book. But then when I just would sit down and dedicate an hour or two hours each morning just to writing, um, the, the books came rather quickly. And then just learning to push through the, the final hill to get it released. That's always the worst part. I wouldn't even know where to begin with something like that. Where did you begin? Where did you start? Well, where I started was, um, as in most any project that I do, I, I start with an end result thinking, okay, if the what do I want the person who reads this book to walk away with? And so I come up with a, a list of these are my goals for the reader or my course user and then I just start to work backwards. Okay, what what are they going to know? What subjects do I need to work on? And then what what chapters would be in each of those uh, broader subjects? And then I just start writing. And the key with that when you're writing is to not edit during the first pass. Mm. There's there's always uh, room for editing. And the hardest book I wrote was my most recent one, beginning singing, because I had to really take all of these concepts and make them understandable to somebody. I had a person in mind I was writing for who maybe only had a lesson or two, if any. And so that was a challenge, but um, it can be done. And you know what? You're not, you're not going to retire <laughs> writing a book, but it really is a, a great calling card, if you will. And it, it, it does help establish authority. Yeah, yeah that self-editing is, is hard, eh? Like, I find myself writing scripts for videos or, and, like, editing as I go, and then you lose your flow, and it just, it can, it's a real killer. To, and, but it's a, it's a bad habit to break, I've found, that I just do it, and then I'm like, oh, no, should we do that? Right. And, you know, you just get stuck in it. But, yeah, and so along the way, going through these online courses and these books, then at what point did your attention turn to, well, there's more to this marketing world to make this more than it can be? Yeah, that really happened, um, I wouldn't say by accident, but by sheer terror. When I opened up my, my music academy, I was doing well uh, with my own private studio, and I thought somehow that would translate to this large academy, even though in retrospect, I opened it up in a different geographical area. Uh, the audience that I thought I was going to reach, I thought I was going to be working with 
um, developing singers probably 12 years and up. And I remember when we first opened, uh, parents with strollers showed up and we quickly <laughs> had to change our business model and had to start offering more instruments and it was losing money. I mean, I could have gone to Vegas, gotten blind drunk and just run around the casino like a madman and probably come out better than the early days of that music academy. Oh. It sounds and, like a lot of um, fun. Uh, Vegas would have been far more fun. But um, <laughs> so the uh, so I, I just started going, OK, what can I do? You know, and I tried different things. I mean, I spent a bunch of money on uh, TV marketing and then I tried mailers, which which can work. But uh, then I did a course on Facebook advertising and just be began to understand uh, funnels and the customer journey. And I think that's the most important thing that I really learned is, is looking at this purchase decision from the point of view of the customer, not the point of view of me making the offer. And that, that's really became the game changer. Facebook ads is like a whole, like, career in itself though isn't it i i, ha I hate it because as soon as i think i've got it figured they change everything and then i i don't know anything anymore how do you keep <laughs> on top of all of that as well as trying to run a business you know what that is true and in the early days facebook advertising was easier and mm. i i think it was it was a bit simpler to to get people into the funnel so at this point now I start turning advertising over to other people. I, I think another key philosophy that's really, really helped me, and it's, and it's the name of a book as, as well, um, is who, not how. And it's just the idea of really valuing what your time is worth and finding others to do tasks for you that can be done by others. So I've really worked it down to what are the essential tasks that only I can do? Obviously, I can't outsource appearing on this podcast, but for my own podcast, <laughs> I <don't mind>. I, <laughs> unless you don't mind, but um, for my own podcast, I know that I have to do the interview of the person or, or record the audio, but that's the only thing I do. I then just leave it to others to do all the editing, to put it to the syndicator, to put it up on my website, to at least get the email started that I'm going to send out, letting my email list know that the podcast is available. So that really becomes an important concept as you as you build your business. Yeah, because I mean, it takes a it takes a team these days to be present and to be on all the channels and doing all the things that you you kind of want to or should be doing to build a successful business. So you know. You do need that team around you, don't you? You do. And, you know, I find I really only have so much focus and so much energy, especially mm. as I get older, which seems to be happening faster and faster. But, um, yeah, to to be able, even though there are tasks that I know I could do uh, quickly, probably faster than my team in some ways, I know it's going to come at a cost. It's just going to come at a cost of not only my time, and focus, but also my energy. And mm. I've, I've learned to leave time, you know, to recuperate, to go out, to take a walk, get in nature, get re-inspired, because you you can work yourself to the bone. And I've done those 10-hour teaching days, and I, I really don't recommend it. 
I think that's my, my issue is I'm a control freak. And so handing <laughs> over anything for somebody else to do yeah. fills me with dread because they won't do it as well as I can. <laughs> and you know what? And that is true. And you have to just say at a certain point, you know what? If they can get to 80% of what I would do, you have to let it go. You have to start letting things go if you want to scale your business. If you want mm -hmm. to do everything yourself, you can, but you are going to hit limits very, very quickly. Yeah. yeah. You're going to burn out trying to do that. And it's for me, it's always the thing is by the time I tell you, I could have done it twice over, but I just have to keep reminding myself that once I've told them the person once, then that's a skill they then have for future. So I don't have to keep repeating them but it does it it's just uh it's full-on running a business these days in this marketing world that we live in isn't it it is it is and just you know people can have access to you at all hours so i've got somebody that handles my scheduling that deals with cancellations and people having questions about things and and problems with a subscription or they they accidentally bought this product they wanted that one etc so that I'm not driving myself crazy being caught up in all that. And um, yeah, when, you when you're first starting out, you probably don't have the resources to have people doing things for you. But, but as you do, a, a great thing to keep in mind is when you identify a task that someone else can do, go ahead, make a Loom video of yourself doing the task and create a library so that when you bring someone on, you can just say, watch this video, here's how to do it. And you start having a, a whole library of standard operating procedures in case whoever's working for you leaves, the new person can come in and they can get uh, up and running very quickly. Yeah, that was, I discovered that recently with Tiago Forti and he's building a second brain, this, the operating procedures. And it was like, it was such a simple idea to create this library of tasks that you do often, or maybe once a year you can't remember. And then other people can come in and pick it up and follow your instructions. And that was brilliant for me. Like I never, I don't know why I never thought of it before, but yeah, it just, it changed how I do certain things. It is and like, like most great ideas that are simple, but they're not necessarily easy. And, hmm. and in the beginning, it's like, it's easier to just do this myself rather than taking the time, really explaining it, because that right there slows me down, but I only have to do it once. That's such a good idea. I'm so behind on all of this. All right, that's it. You're inspiring me. That's it. I need to get some minions doing my work for me. You do. You really do. Well, here's the thing. Social media, the, the way I feel about social media is that I, I, need, to, I need another one of me to concentrate yeah. on doing my social media, creating content to put out there, editing video. You know, I don't have enough time, hours in the day. And if my schedule is full and my business is doing well, I have no time for social media. And so I feel like it's only when I have a lull in my business that I actually have time to, to create that kind of thing. So would you advise people to, to literally cut time out of their schedule to make time for creating content? and potentially take a cut in wages in order to do that. Yeah, I think a really good way to do this is if, if you're gonna focus on social media, and that, that certainly should be one of your, your pillars for building your business, but don't try and do all platforms at once. You pick a platform you're comfortable with. If it's TikTok, 
you know, then, then make content specifically for TikTok. If it's YouTube, make it for YouTube. I know YouTube is doing shorts, which is kind of competing with TikTok, but they're obviously different platforms. And what you can do is you can just set aside time maybe once a week or every other week where you're just going to batch create content. So maybe you'll spend two hours and you'll just get all your content going and then hand it over to your team and then they can get it uploaded and edited and do do all of those things, but being consistent on that. That having been said, I've been um, less consistent in my, my online, my social media uh, content because the one thing for me that I'm really uh, religious with is, oh, we're not supposed to talk about religion, but is um, <laughs> my podcast. And my podcast, I make sure that there's new episodes every week. And my sales funnel is really is to to throw stuff out into social media. And then if I can get people to then start listening to my podcast, that's when I can usually get them to go on my email list. They become more interested in courses. You know, I, I view I view my podcast as like having a dis- discussion at a, at a really nice um, cocktail party. And YouTube is a drunken roadside bar um, with people throwing <laughs> bottles at you, et cetera, and wanting to fight you in the parking lot. But, um, yeah, if I can get people out of the drunken bar into the cocktail party, I, I think that works well for me. I yeah. love that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the beauty of YouTube is that people keep finding, and also podcasts, people keep finding your content long after you finish making it. Mm. Whereas platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and even Facebook, you know, it's like it's a flash of the pan. You've created it, and then it's like, oh, it's lost and gone forever. You're absolutely right. And it's just interesting to see older episodes of my podcast. And I've had people tell me they've discovered the podcast and they go all the way back to the beginning. And they they systematically listen to all the episodes. And I think we just published episode 280, which wow. I can't listen to myself that much, but um, <laughs> I'm happy for them to. <laughs> oh, I've had you in my ear a fair few times when I've been walking the dog, John. <laughs> you know what? And that's a good point. That's why I keep the podcast right around 20 minutes. You know, it's it's like the length of the average commute or a walk, etc. So it, it seems to be a good time frame. Yeah, I have a, a good friend on YouTube who has um, she started a YouTube channel by accident and her philosophy is to keep it to the time of a coffee break. So like 12 to 15 minutes for her videos so you can take a break between work or whatever, sit down with your cup of coffee. And that has worked very well for her in, in her niche. You know, people really like it. Yeah, I mean, any when you go to approach something, it it is consistency and just understanding in the beginning, things move very slowly. You know, my podcast maybe got a couple of hundred listens a month in the beginning. And, you know, I had a lot of people just because of my teacher training and all that who knew about me, and I think that was the whole audience. <laughs> And then I was kind of sporadic about it. And even went a couple of months without doing an episode. And then when I went back just to check the numbers, I went, wow, this thing is actually growing without me doing anything. What would happen if I actually applied myself? 
So it is, it is consistently grown. It's, it's actually been a great platform for me, especially by being very consistent at it. And you know, that's, I think I've seen that quite a lot with people, like they get, they go all in at the start and they, you know, they do like four or five episodes and then like, oh, it's not growing and, and all this and they complain about it. But when you look at their kind of history, it's like, well, you're not, the consistency isn't there. You know, these platforms and their algorithms favor consistency and keeping viewers on their platform. So it's a common complaint here is that, you know, it's not working. So do you have any thoughts on how people, you know, cause a podcast episode a week is a big deal. So do you have any thoughts on how people can be more consistent with their content production or ways to make it easier? Yeah, it really comes down to planning and calendars. Um, the thing about like my books, I had again, tried to write a book a few times and it, then it just faltered and, and then just sat. And then I didn't even want to look at it cause it'd been so long. So what I do is I create deadlines and I put the deadline on the calendar. And for each of my books, I created a deadline. And I will tell you, I missed every one of those deadlines, <laughs> not by much. And when the deadline came, it gave me a sense of urgency. And when I missed the deadline, it, it, it actually aggravated me and pushed me. So I would push the deadline a little further. And I really believe the reason I got them done is because of deadlines. And mm -hmm. so if you give yourself, you know, right, have a goal, give yourself the steps and then give yourself deadlines for these steps. So if you're going to get on YouTube, you know, that, that you're going to start your channel with at least five pieces of content, plan out your content in the future. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to give tips? Are you going to interview guests, et cetera? Are you, are you uh, better suited to TikTok? You know, I, I view YouTube more as teach me and then TikTok is a little more perform for me. You, you know, TikTok is really flashy. You got to grab them. If you're a great singer and you've, you've got a particular vocal skill, you can sing really high, you can riff incredibly fast, you can do wild distortion techniques, TikTok is a great medium for you because you can just grab people like that. I'm far too yeah, old there's... for TikTok. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, you can. It's a young man's game, is TikTok. My God, <laughs> I go on Facebook to watch TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good for that too. And selling stuff, it's good for selling stuff, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's great advice. And well, it is. You, I'm not. Yeah, woefully regretting everything I've got on my website. <laughs> Thinking, oh my word, what do I need to be adding? Quick, let's make some course. Well, you know, no, the, the key thing is, <laughs> you know, look, your expertise and, and, you know, Heather, you have, you have amazing expertise, right? And, and so much experience. You've helped so many people. So the key for you is just creating a sense of the person's future self, like, like where they can be when they start studying with you. And then, you know, obviously all the testimonials that you can have. Um, but everything else, they're going to assume that you are an expert and, and you, and you just, you want to establish that authority really quickly and then make it all about the potential student and just really focus on that. But more importantly, John, what is pudding? 
<laughs> this is the great mystery because I I I was unable to explain to you what pudding was until I literally put an American. Didn't I buy some American pudding for you? You took me to the supermarket to show me you shelves of pudding. Pudding, actual pudding, <laughs> as opposed to. I mean, my gosh, you, you have savory pudding. You have crazy puddings over there. That's that, that pudding is, is the food equivalent. That word is like saying bel canto and singing. What does it mean in the UK? It means everything. It means everything. It's just, you know, yeah. what you have at the end of your meal, you have your pudding. It's because we can't smell dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and let's not even get started with aluminum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's just wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> Listen, I'll give, you the, I'll give you the U in color, but I don't get aluminum. It's aluminum. It's and, and And I was harassed so much over there by the way I said literally that I catch myself now saying literally. You actually is, shamed me into changing my has. pronunciation. <laughs> Good. We'll, we'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, yeah. in the end. Convert the lot of you. My, my, my American T's are actually really confused because even my Scottish dad, if I would say stupid, he, he would go, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, see, I often find myself saying stupid these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the word actually, it sounds dumber when it you make does that. Sound dumber when you... It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid sounds actually a little too intelligent. <laughs> yeah. I think we're this all is what they call a digression, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Tom and I were discussing, uh, you know, what we might call the podcast and i was like well we just want to have like a chat and, and when we discussed the word chinwag <laughs> <laughs> and concluded that i don't think anyone outside of the uk would understand what a chinwag was have you have yeah. you come across the, a chinwag <laughs> no no <laughs> we often have a chinwag good old that chinwag definitely get lost in translation yeah. it's the latest vocal craze isn't it give your chinwag <laughs> So, John, if people are looking for you, where can we find you? Uh, JohnHenny.com, J-O-H-N-H-E-N-N-Y. Wow, I almost forgot my how to spell my name. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, it, it, uh, every, I got COVID a year ago. I had a breakthrough case, and not that my brain was, was firing on all pistons before, but it is, I mean, it's mm. like a car with 100,000 miles on it now. Yeah, that's a pretty scary thing. I had it, what, seven weeks ago, and my voice is still only about 40% of what it was before. Oh, yeah, fatigue, and it's it's wild. Phlegm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's I hear fun. you. Yep. So, johnhenny.com, we will put a link to that in the show notes below, as well as your podcast. What's the name of your podcast, John? The Intelligent Vocalist. Perfect. Although, post-COVID, well. I should change that. <laughs> Semi-intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> barely hanging on vocalist. 
<laughs> the what's that word again? Vocalist. <laughs> I quite like the barely hanging on. I think that's good. I spent 20 minutes. I couldn't remember the word diagnose the other day. <laughs> and I'm Googling that thing the doctor tells you. <laughs> That, that's where my brain is. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> Happens to the best of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was most of my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dearie me. <clears throat> Well, so, John, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. We've had a, a great time chatting and getting to know you a little bit better. And we hope that we'll have you back in the future to perhaps do more webinars for us about books or other yeah. things that are in your wheelhouse. We'd love to have more from you. Happy, happy to uh, do whatever I can. It's been great having you. Thank you so much for joining us, John. Thank you. So that was a thoroughly interesting chat with John. As we said, John is a fountain of knowledge across the digital marketing world and the voice world. And he had lots of kind of great advice for people that they should be following. Now, Heather, I believe you might have a tale of woe about following <laughs> some of this advice. <laughs> so I was very interested to hear some of this advice because I'm very not social media savvy. And it's something that I've felt like I need to work on and get you know back in the game a little bit more. So one of the things John said to us was that, you know, I should be outsourcing stuff. So rather than trying to do it all myself, edit my own videos mm. and blah, 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 I should get someone else to do it. So I'm like, right, okay. So I got myself on uh, Fiverr, which was one of the places that he, he talked about as well, and found someone who edits videos, sent them some footage. And they sent it back to me, kind of edited, and... Uh, <laughs> I, I responded to them and said, oh, there's a typo at the beginning. Um, the other ways should be ways. And they went, oh, okay, fine. All right. Uh, sent me back the other the next video. And they had changed the, <laughs> they changed the text so that it literally said the full thing, the other ways should be ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all I all I could do is respond to them at that point and go, "Are you for real? Is this a joke? Are you?" I mean, they had no idea. I mean, I think it was lost in translation. Poor guy, I think was it might have been from Bangladesh or some. Yeah, I think it was lost in translation. He had no idea why I I thought he'd done it wrong because he'd followed word for word what I asked for. Um, yeah. So uh, I then managed to find a lovely student of mine to do some video editing <laughs> instead. And she's done a lovely job of some videos for me. Uh, yeah, but... they look good. I've been watching them. Oh, Very yeah, nice. thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I like it. I do like yeah. her style of editing text. She's very she, professional. Yeah. yeah, it is. It looks really nice. I know. She's going to want more money. For... that. She, uh, good. Do, for, do it. But she's... <laughs> She's totally going to charge me way more money when she realizes, you know, that she's worth a bit more than I've paid her. <laughs> I know. Video editors are worth a written gold that's these days, you know. Um, that's a common, I've heard, you know, from my own experiences of outsourcing for IVA, you know, because we, we obviously can't do everything ourselves. We have to outsource. And it's, it's always a slightly painful experience to start with taking on people to help because there is the whole learning curve finding people you do often sometimes attract um people you might not want to work with who just <laughs> bid for any post that you would put up but don't mm -hmm. actually have the right experience exactly maybe the polite way to put that mm -hmm. but 
when you find the right person, like you've discovered, you know, it absolutely can make your life much better and you can get stuff done because we can't do everything. And this was something that John talked about and was, you know, you'll just burn out if you try and do all the social media and all the videos and all the editing and all the, like, it's just too much and you just drive yourself insane. You're right. It is hard to give up control if you're a control freak like I There's am. that too. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely that aspect of it. And uh, that was something that did bother me at the start was, you know, oh, by the time I tell you to do this, I could just do it myself, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like it, getting over that mindset of realizing that, well, actually, yeah, okay, maybe the first time it's going to take longer, but then the next time and the next time and the next time it gets much easier. And You're I just right. now have to send mm-hmm. emails to people saying, hey, I need this. Here's the details. And it's done, you know, so 30 seconds of input from me. They do all the hard work. We pay them and they send it back and say, yeah, look what we've done. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but it is, it's, it's, it's a long slog as well, though, isn't it? Because, you know, you look at some of these people who look usually the youngsters makes me feel old. <laughs> it's usually the, you know, the people in their early 20s and they're posting videos daily. They just seem to be on social media all the time. And it does make More you think, well, daily, sometimes. yeah, I'm like, how do you have the time to, to do all this? Um, and it is hard to motivate yourself to keep keep going at it. But yeah, so I think I'm taking away from this for my own stuff is this consistent idea, like figure out what works for me and then stick to that. Well, it definitely sunk in for me and I have been, I mean, if you go find me on Instagram, you'll see I've posted an awful lot more since we had John's webinar versus before it, because it has, it's triggered me and gone, do you know what? You're absolutely right. I need to give back. I need to put some more stuff out there, make sure people know that I exist. So I have definitely, definitely taken away some valuable lessons from um, our conversation with John, but also from the webinar he um, did for us, which is a good point now for you to tell people who are listening that, you know, they mm. can rewatch the webinar that he did for us because it's still available to purchase retrospectively, isn't it, Tom? That's right. And it's definitely, this is one that's definitely worthwhile watching because everybody needs to do this. There's no getting, there's no getting away from it these days in the world. Like everybody needs to market and be on social media if they want to be seen because otherwise other people just leave you behind in the dust. So yeah, definitely go check out our website, vocaladvancement.com forward slash events. And you will find a little link there that will take you to the recording where you can purchase it. And if you mention IVA-podcast, you can have $5 off because we're quite nice like that. Ooh. I know. <laughs> it's compensation for listening to us. And you know, Tom, we've gotten through a whole episode without mentioning biscuits as well. Aren't we good? Oh, I've just, thought- just ruined it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I have no Tim Tams left. Like I said in that last episode, they did not last. They were so old. <laughs> My husband, cream. my husband mm. listened to our first episode because obviously I forced him to made him listen to, listen to our first episode and, and he was like oh what are you blabbering on about biscuits <laughs> for I thought, this, <laughs> I thought this was a singing podcast <laughs> biscuits are very important they are they are indeed I um, had I'll just tell you a little story uh, my mother-in-law came around to visit about uh, two weeks ago and she brought Marks and Spencer's double chocolate chunk cookies oh that sounds good those were very dangerous to have in the cupboard when you're trying to be good <laughs> yeah they, they would never have made it to the cupboard if they came into my house <laughs> they were so tasty like 
I'm very glad that we don't have a Marks and Spencer shop close to us because otherwise you'd have gone and got be some tempted money. to just pop in and buy a packet every now and then. Weekly subscription. Yes. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> anyway. There we go. Down the biscuit barrel again. Back on the point. What else do we need to tell people, Tom? Where can they find out more about IVA? Where can they subscribe? Make sure you subscribe to us somehow. Yes. <laughs> So if you want to find us, go to the place that you listen to your podcasts and search for the Vocal Advancement Podcast and you will be able to follow us. Please do leave us a review and tell us your favourite biscuits in that review because that will help other people to find us. That, so that's really helpful if you can do that. If you want to watch these shenanigans, because, you know, what could be better than watching me and Heather pulling funny faces while we're talking, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel and you can watch the videos of these podcasts to see the hilarity that is actually going on behind the scenes or behind the video. I don't know. Well, I Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. It's like that phrase that I still can't remember. <laughs> Fruits of the labour. Labour, fruits. fruits of the la there you go. Fruits that of the labour. It's that one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I want. We'll find it. <laughs> We're going to get like 50 emails now saying, that's not the saying, this Stop is it. the saying. <laughs> so if you know what the saying is, please do email me and tell Let me. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so keep listening, keep subscribing, yes. keep finding us. Vocaladvancement.com for all of your educational needs. Yes. Um, and when are we back and who's on next episode, Tom? So our next episode is on the 27th of October and we are talking to the lovely Andrew Byrne from New York. And Andrew came to our conference and was a huge favourite with our teachers. So we absolutely had to have him come back and do some webinars and a podcast chat for us. So you will very much find that interesting. I'm telling you what, you will find it interesting. You will. And he's, yeah, he's, he's fab as well. So, yeah. He's such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. So make sure you don't miss it. Make sure you've yeah. subscribe. uh, subscribed, whatever the word is. Follow, I'm, I'm, subscribe, I'm, find I'm, us. Follow, that's the one. Follow, follow us. Make sure you know, yeah. What did I say about not being social media savvy? Yeah. <laughs> We're, get, we're getting the hang of this. We're doing, this is pretty good. This is only episode three and the recordings are working now. So, you know, that's one tick on the box. That Next, we'll helps. get all the jargon down. Yeah, that's know. it. Sorted. By the time we get to 285, episode 285, like John, we will be pros at podcasting. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll look forward to that. We will. And if you want to find out anything more about John Henney and all the wonderful things that he offers, we will leave links in our show notes below so that you can find out more information about him because he has a plethora of things available for you. So check out the show notes to get to know a bit more about John. Wonderful. And so there comes the end of episode number three. Just like that. Brilliant. We're you getting know. good at this. We are. That only took 20, 23 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We'll cut some of that out. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. So anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us again. And we will see you soon. Ta-ra!